0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: we are the one, two, three 2, Losers! Losers! What up, I'm Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Hey, what's up? I'm Eddie, and I don't know anything about
0: sports, but um, I do watch sports. I guess I'm your average sports fan. I like to watch it. I don't really know who's who, but I have strong opinions, and that's why I'm on here. I think. I don't know. We had a crazy discussion yesterday. I, I I labeled it a power struggle, Lunchbox. Yeah. But I went back and listened to it, and uh, I, I don't really know what happened, why it got escalated so quickly. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory that you are frustrated because you do all the work for this show. And I say all the work, meaning you do all the planning for the show. And me and Ray, and sometimes Ray doesn't even show up, but we just kind of roll in here and say our opinions and piggyback on what you do. Now, I got frustrated because you rub it in our face that you say, "I run this show. I'm pretty stupid for saying that. Like I, 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 I've let you have that thing for as long as we've started. I think we're episode forty two today. It's not a big deal. I don't know why I made it a big deal, But I think I took throughout the whole show, I got offended. By how many times you told me I should have watched that stupid fight. And I think that's what got me riled up at the end to where I was like, stop it with a you run the show. Just because I didn't watch a video, stop it. And then you get frustrated. And I think all that built up stuff that you've been really running this show for 42 episodes, meaning planning everything, writing everything down, starting the segments, worrying about the transitions, all that stuff. And so you got frustrated and you left. That's my my recap.
1: Okay. Am I accurate? Uh the the what really got me I don't care like if if I say me running the show bothers you guys, I, you guys should have told me. I had just been saying it from the beginning, so I just kind of that was my intro. Uh I left it off today because I obviously it bothered you. <laughs> um what made it, made me mad is you said it's easy to put the show together. Yeah. And that's what made that that was really the main thing that got me ticked off is because I watch. I mean, I sit there and read articles online, I go to different websites, I spend at least hour, two hours a night, or in the mornings, trying to figure out what we're going to talk about to try to come up with different angles, instead of just trying to break down games, trying to have different opinions, and I want to bring something that can be funny, that everybody can contribute to, and I just, when you said it's easy to do... I was just like, he does not – if it's so – my whole thing was, well, then if it's so easy, how do you miss the video of the fight, the things like that? If it's so easy to do, then how do you miss all the big events that are going on in sports? That's what I got frustrated at. Like, I don't care if I don't say I don't – if I run the show. I don't need the credit. I, I know we all have a part on the show. It's important. Like, we all have our angle. But to say that it's easy to do it, that's what got me – Well, this is where I come from. My
0: daily routine doesn't include ever looking at a sports website, ever include spending more than 10 or 20 minutes watching any kind of sports channel, like SportsCenter or whatever. It's not part of my routine. I watch games. Sometimes I watch a game and I miss the other game. And then I come in here, you fill me in on what I missed, and it's like, all right, well, let's talk about it. Yes, we do have roles on this show. You're obviously the brains behind sports. I know nothing about the day-to-day. The only thing I know about what happened yesterday was the Cowboys The Cowboys trade. That's all I know as far as what happened in sports.
1: And if people don't know, they traded their first-round pick this upcoming year for Amari Cooper uh, from the Raiders. And whew, a lot of backlash on that.
0: Dude, I mean, I, I don't understand. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I don't understand. I know they're desperate. I know they feel like they need a powerful receiver. They need a number one. I get it. But giving up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper? I mean, he's that name to me stands out as a mid-level receiver. I know he's a top receiver. I know he is. But in my mind, there are so many more receivers that we could We should have fought for Josh Gordon. I don't know what that situation was. My first thing, first reaction was we should have fought for Josh Gordon. I don't know if he wanted to be a Cowboy or what that was, but one. Two, I'd rather have De- I'd rather have Dez back.
1: See, you are hung up on Dez. And listen, Dez is no good. I-, I-, I have to say this over and over again. If Dez was as good as you think he is in your head, there are 31 other NFL teams that would sign him. And guess how many people are offering him contracts? Zero. Zero. That tells you they don't think Dez is any good. Like Nick Williams, who no one has ever heard of, played for the Titans for a few weeks, dropped a game-winning touchdown against the um, Bills, and he got cut. Guess what? He is out playing in Los Angeles for the Rams. He got signed again. No one's ever heard of him. Where's Dez? Still sitting on the couch. So people don't think Dez is any good. They don't think he's worth the money. They don't think he's worth the headache. They don't think he has the talent. If the, he had the talent, he'd be in the NFL. That's how it works. I don't
0: think Amari Cooper has the talent to have to be that big of a trade. I, I dude, if we pick up Amari Cooper for a couple of you know, three round or whatever, third round or, some, or two later rounds, that's fine. That makes more sense to me. But the Raiders now have three
1: number one draft picks. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be crazy next year for them. They are kind of taking the Browns. I feel like they're taking the Browns blueprint. Trade away everybody, get a lot of draft picks, and build from the draft. Young guys, young guys, and build it up. Because they realized they weren't going to be able to play, pay Khalil Mack. They, John Gruden, I don't like John Gruden, but this is what I think he sees. He got there, and he decided, okay, this team is not good enough to compete for a championship. We're not good enough. We have too many holes. They already are paying Derek Carr a lot of money. If they signed Khalil Mack for a lot of money, which the Bears did, there goes most of their salary cap to two players, then they can't sign the rest of the people they need to build what he thinks is Mm -hmm. a championship football team. Don't get me wrong. I still think John Gruden's full of himself. But I see his thinking. Now he gets rid of Amari Cooper, who next year is going to be owed $13 million if you pick up his fifth-year option. And then you have to re-sign him, and he's going to want big money. Okay, we're not going to be able to afford him. We're not going to win in that amount of time. So we might as well get rid of him for a first-round draft pick and, once again, have him on a rookie contract. Boom, get a lot of young talent in there and build from the draft and start over because he thinks there's too many holes in that team. The Cowboys, they're thinking, I don't know exactly what they're thinking. I've tried to look at it from both sides because you everybody's complaining the Cowboys don't have a wide receiver, so they go and get one. So that gives Dak someone to throw to that should be a number one. Also, they're thinking, okay, that means he may get double teamed, opens up other receivers, and they don't have as many people up in the close to the line of scrimmage keying on Ezekiel Elliott. So it may give him more room to run. So the, How
0: good do you think a player will be as soon as he comes in, though?
1: Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper will be... It's going to take two, three weeks. That's, right. that's, that is the one problem, is it takes a while to get the playbook. You're seeing it in New England. Josh Gordon is just now getting up to speed, and he's been there since week two, week three, something mm-hmm. like that. And the good thing for Amari Cooper is they're on a bye week. So he has two weeks to get in there and kind of learn the playbook, get in there with Dak, run some routes, build up a little chemistry. He's not just going in and they're playing this weekend. I just don't know the Cowboys. So they're going to they're gonna have to pick up the option next year, or this is just the biggest way. So they're going to pay him $13 million. Then he's going to be a free agent. Are you going to pay him big wide receiver money? I don't know because you're going to have to pay Zeke if you're going to keep somebody. And then Dak's contract will be up. What are you going to do with Dak? Are you going to start over with quarterback? So you're going to have to pay these guys. They're all coming up at the same time. And in the NFL, I don't think a wide receiver is worth the money. If you look, offensive line... It's very, very important. When the Cowboys Mm -hmm. were good a couple years ago, their offensive line was dominant. Yeah, dominant. This year, it's not as dominant. Well, they're missing their center. Hopefully, he's going to be back next year. But they took a chance, and you think, okay, you're a playoff team. You're only one game or two games out of the division lead, so you think you could be a playoff team. So that first round pick, really, it's number. You're you're hoping it's in the twenties because you you hope you're going to make the playoffs. So it's a risk. But Amari Cooper at one time was a back to back thousand yard receiver. Uh, He was the I think he was the number four overall pick when he came out. Yeah, he has a lot of drops in the last few years. He leads the NFL in drops. That could be a problem. That could be the losing culture. The Raiders aren't winning, so he's just like, man, this sucks. Like, bad attitude, not trying. Maybe getting traded. You know, get some pep in his step. I don't know. I feel like the
0: decision was made desperately. Like I feel like Jerry Jones had enough yesterday or a sunday enough i heard that he missed the press conference the one he usually does at the end of the game and he just walked out didn't even go to the press conference enough and i feel like it's a desperate act just do it let's try to we're we're in the middle of the se- of the season not even halfway let's do this now let's try to fix it now just don't know if that's going to be and honestly as a fan last night last night i was just to the point I called my mom, because this is what I do. I call my mom when we talk about football. We talk about the cowboys. You call to complain to your mother? My mom and I. You know how you and your dad talk? Like like <laughs> I hear you and your dad being like, Yeah, stupid. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's a pretty good quarterback. Like see, that's I know you're talking to your dad, right? Okay. Right? Yeah. You are always you and your dad are on the phone all the time. And my talking brother sports.
1: sometimes, yes. That's me and my
0: mom. Cowboys. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What's the difference between that my mom is, and your dad?
1: That is so funny that that's who you go to to complain about the Cowboys is your mother. We vent. we yeah, we're big Cowboys fans. Okay, we vent. And what does she say?
0: And we both are just saying we need a new, we need a GM, we need a general manager that can make decisions, not an owner who thinks he can be a general manager.
1: See, I don't think Jerry Jones does that anymore. He did. Stephen Jones, his son, is okay. He, but he's been doing a good job. He's the one that started drafting offensive linemen in the first round instead of taking the flashy, you know, wide receiver or the flashy quarterback. He is the one that kind of took over, and I thought they kind of started building the right way. And then maybe they see their window closing. I don't know. Maybe, they, maybe this is their test of Dak uh, to see: okay, we get him a number one wide receiver. Can he be the quarterback that we wanted to be if we give him the weapons? And maybe they see with Amari Cooper, Dak's still not the guy. So then they decide: okay, we got to move on from Dak.
0: That. Could be what they're doing. I guarantee you that Jerry Jones has a huge foot in this whole decision-making process. Huge. He might. He there's might there's no way he sits back and says, son, go ahead. If you feel that's right, go ahead. There's no way. I'm I remember
1: the draft a couple years ago when he started drafting offensive linemen and he overruled Jerry and he took control and was like, no, like this is what we're doing. And and sort of like you you're, you and Ray are scared of your dad and your parents you don't talk back to him it would be tough because he's Jerry Jones and he's run the Cowboys and he's rich and he's been powerful and finally he said listen man we're, we we you're screwing up this whole team like you've wasted 25 years like you guys haven't been good in that long i mean you get a lot of press and talk and hype and you never do anything and he's like look let's do it and maybe but maybe they see something in Amari Cooper that we don't know maybe and how, how does that just so people know and you can
0: even educate me how does that process work like when who who does make most of that decision GM how much of, of uh input does the head coach have in that where does the owner come in Ooh. like I know it varies from team to team but in your knowledge how does that stuff work
1: it just depends some of the uh GMs are just there as puppets and they do exact like the owner like Daniel Snyder in Washington a lot of people I don't know if he does it anymore. Who's he, the owner? Yeah, he would tell who to draft. And he he was just a guy with a lot of money, and he wanted to have his hands on a football team. And he wasn't smart, and he would just draft all these people and sign all these people and throw his money around. And they said that the GMs never had any say. I don't know if that's still true there. I, it may have switched. But they said that Stephen Jones is the one that called the Raiders last Friday to inquire about Amari Cooper. So, I, I don't know. I, I just... I think he – I think Stephen Jones has a lot to do with it. I think he has a lot of control now. I think Jerry Jones has taken a step back, and maybe he's just doing a better job of not doing it in public and he's still running <laughs> right, it behind the right, scenes. Right, But I, I, I don't know.
0: I mean, well, something like this, we just have to see see it play out. I mean, I really – like it doesn't – I guess the, the first-round pick doesn't really bother me. I'm not worried about next year. I'm worried about now. This is what we're concerned about. And if this helps the season, if it turns it around, which I don't see that happening, really, one receiver, especially Amari Cooper, I don't see it changing the series around.
1: But if it does, I'm I'm excited to see it. Listen, for fantasy reasons, I hope it turns it around. Because I have Amari Cooper, and he has been dreadful. Dreadful. And yeah. I don't know if it's the Raiders' offense, Derek, I, I don't know. But... I am hoping, but now he has two bye weeks because the Raiders were just on a bye week. Now the Cowboys are on a bye week. He's on vacay. Dude, he is just hanging out. Not anymore, though. And he had to get
0: off the beach and get into work. On the Raiders side, though, do you think, looking forward to the Raiders, uh, do you think that they. quit. Do you think they'll be looking for a quarterback? No. To draft a John quarterback Gr- next John Gruden year?
1: said, no. He said he's not going to trade anybody else. This is it. That's it. Derek Carr is the guy. Blah, blah, right, blah. Right,
0: but when it comes draft time but next year, I and mean, are they looking to. to
1: I. If he says no, I mean, because if if he is, then he would trade him. He would trade him right away. Like I I, I would get rid of Derek Carr. Right, but maybe you wait till the draft. Yeah. And when when one of those teams up there at the top of the draft is looking for a quarterback, and you say, Hey, I got Derek Carr over here, and yeah. But I I think the Raiders now you got to watch the Raiders give up. Like if you're in that locker room. You got to say, okay, they don't believe in us. They don't think we're good enough. We're not. But you could also be playing for a job. Mm-hmm. You could be, hey, look at me, I am a star. Like you give me an opportunity and I'll make the most of it. Is it such a thing? Is
0: it real for teams to give up halfway in the yes, season? Absolutely. To get a better spot in the draft, you're tanking. Is that is that uh, called tanking? Yeah, is they that do a, it
1: a lot in the NBA, uh, the NFL. It's hard because you have to go out there and give 100%, I feel like, in the game or else you're going to get hurt because of the violent collisions. If you're going into a collision at 50% and the other guy's going 100%, getting you are going to get hurt. Uh, in the NBA, what they do is they wave their the guys that are veterans and they just play a bunch of young guys and they tank. They trade away anybody that's decent so they there can get the, he is. Get the number it 1 is. draft pick. Uh, so yes, tanking is a thing. The Raiders, I don't know if they're tanking, but they're tanking. I mean, they're still going to try. I mean, they're going to go out, but they're not going to have as much talent. I mean, they've gotten rid of their number one wide receiver, their Khalil Mack. I mean, yeah. they may not
0: have a choice. They're just going right. to naturally and, tank.
1: And the locker room. I mean, you're, if you see this and you know you have no chance of going to the playoffs, are you really going to study the film as hard during the week? Are you going to, ah, you know what? That extra film session, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and sleep in. Am I going to get to the office at 6 a.m. or am I going to sleep in until eight? You know we're one in six. We're one in seven. We just traded Amari Cooper. I'll be in there at eight. No big deal. Yeah. So, for gambling reasons, you got to start looking to bet against the Raiders. You got to start thinking, okay, season's over, dreams crushed. We're not going to be Super Bowl champions. Let's just mail it in. Even though you're a professional athlete, there is that thing like, ah, I'm just not going to give up.
0: Can I congratulate you on the on the on your win? Yeah, go ahead, dude. Who again? Nobody saw that coming. There was never any doubt. I, I mean, you saw it coming, but really, it, it, dude, we're talking about the Giants and the Falcons. You covered. You picked the New York Giants four plus four plus and four and a half, and they covered. Yeah, it was a three point game. Yeah, no sweat. There was sweat though. I mean, without that touchdown at the end, there was sweat. Did you think at, at any point? Did you think that game was over for you?
1: Yeah. Oh, plenty. <laughs> I mean, I think it I don't even know the, I mean, it may it may have been 20 to th- three at some point. I, I don't, yeah, it was like 20 to six or something like that. And I was like, this is the giants are terrible. Like when Tevin Coleman broke off the big run for a touchdown, I was like, this is awful. Like, and when Eli, I, like I, I was on the giants at the beginning of the year to win the NFC East and they are so dreadful watching that, that game last night was so boring to watch. Like it was terrible football. I don't know why how the Falcons didn't just blow them out because the Giants on offense look. I mean, Eli Manning would step back there and there'd be three guys in his face. Ter- he would just get he was getting bum rushed, like he was just getting destroyed. And every time he looked scared, and he'd just dump it off to Saquon Barkley, which I understand because you n- never have any time. Um, and then there was a fourth and fourth and goal, and they had Odell Beckham acts like he's going to come in the backfield and block, and then he breaks out right. And Eli Manning has him wide open for half a second. All you got to do is throw it. And he hesitates. And he doesn't throw it. And then he throws it back over the middle. No points. Incomplete. And I'm like, it's over. Like, they're done. Like, they are so bad. And I was, I during that game, I was just like, I am never backing the Giants again. But
0: when you took that bet, you didn't think the Giants would actually win, right? Or did you just anticipate it would be a close game? I
1: thought they could win. I, oh. thought they, I, I thought they could win because I don't think the Falcons are that. The Falcons. What
0: is it about the New York Giants that you think they have any chance? Now maybe that changed now today. But yesterday, what made you think that they had any chance of winning that game, or even winning the ne-
1: four of the next games? Three, uh, two. They have a lot of talent. They, I mean, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. I mean, they are loaded on offense. They have so many You're skill the players. QB. No, Eli Manning is not what he used to be. But when you watch him, they just have no time to throw. I mean, they can't do anything because the offensive line can't block anybody. So Eli Manning has no chance. Saquon Barkley has no chance to run the ball because they can't block anybody. And I thought they made, they, they signed Nate Solder, their left tackle from New England, in the offseason. They're paying him like $15 million a year. I thought he'd be able to block someone. He can't block anybody. They are just getting destroyed on the offensive line. Their former number 1 pick... Eric Flowers, he was on their offensive line. They cut him like two weeks ago. He signed with Jacksonville. I don't know what is wrong, but they cannot block anybody. And I do think Eli. There was one he had. Uh, he threw. He had someone deep, and they were running for. A t- and he underthrew him by ten yards. The guy came back and mm-hmm. caught it. But I was like Eli. He, he's not what he used to be. I never thought he was an elite quarterback. I thought he was good. I just think he's old. And when you don't have an offensive line that can't block you're and you're old you can't get out of the way i mean he just gets buried under that offensive line
0: so what was going on with the with the falcons because i feel like matt ryan was going through the same problems as well
1: yeah uh they have offensive line problems their defense is bad too they have a bad defense that's why i thought the giants would be able to put up points
0: they took care of barkley pretty well i think for the most part
1: yeah they did They, they they bottled him up they played well um I don't know what they were doing. I felt like, because they go up and down the field usually in games, their offense, and they they felt like they were just a little off. I, I don't know if the Giants defense just played well or Matt Ryan had a back. They didn't really have a running game last night. And that, I think having Devontae Freeman out on mm-hmm. IR, I think that hurts because he was their running back. But uh, I don't know. I think maybe they did enough to win the game. And I did feel like Odell or uh, Eli was just trying to get Odell the ball. Like, they just concentrated yeah. on getting Odell the ball. Throw Odell, throw Odell, throw Odell, because Odell's been so mad.
0: Well, I mean, props to you for taking that bet. I'm telling you, dude, that's how you win bets. You take that bet that no one, no one would ever even think about picking. I mean, in the end, I got
1: lucky. I, I got lucky because... Yeah, but at, it's that off bet. here When when they're down by uh 14 or whatever, and they score the touchdown, and they go for two... And they don't get it. And it's an eight-point game. The Falcons go down and kick a field goal. And so it's an 11-point game. And the Giants go down and kick or score a touchdown. And I'm like, okay, just kick the extra point. You'll be down by four because you're not going to win the game. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter at this right? point. There's only like 12 seconds left, 10 seconds left. And they line up to go for two. And I am just like, this is why I'm going to lose the bet. This right here. But then they get the two point conversion because two point conversions you have like a I think it's like fifty percent I saw that they, last they convert so crazy which is I was wild to think numbers, that yeah. and so I was like okay they missed the first one so hey this is their fifty percent like if you're playing the numbers which that's what you're doing and they got it okay so who's who's the sideline guy the dude on the on Booker the rail? McFarlane.
0: okay Booger McFarlane said something yesterday during the game that freaked me out. He was talking about Odell Beckham Jr running to the locker room to go use the restroom.
1: Okay, I heard this.
0: And then he goes, "What? He's going to go to the locker room to use the restroom? When I played football, we just sat on the bench and did our business." What? They just sat on the bench and just peed in their pants? Yeah. I mean, they didn't pull their pants down and and pee. Well, some
1: do pee on the sideline. They like they, like they, stand... they put a towel around them or something or they kneel down like they there are instances where players pee on You've the You've seen this? Yeah.
0: They kneel down
1: and just kind of like let Like it- soccer players? What soccer players do? I've never... Tell well, me. Well, I don't I know don't- about professional soccer players, but when I, when I do it now, like... You do it now at the when you yeah. play with Rex soccer? Yeah. You uh you go and you go like in the corner of the field or whatever and you just kneel down and you just kinda pee out the side of your shorts.
0: You kneel down.
1: Yeah, like you're tying your shoe and you, you just kinda hike up your short, short your pant leg. Give you a little bit of room a and little, ju- yeah, and just pee out the side. Get out of here. Yeah.
0: I've never heard of such a thing. Absolutely. Because there's no
1: restroom. There's you- porto
0: potties out there, aren't there? Ah,
1: sometimes. Sometimes there's not. So when he said this- I feel like he meant they peed in their pants. Absolutely. Well,
0: you got football pants. You can't pull those down. It's not a soccer pant where you just kind of hike up your shorts. Football pants, I mean, you've got to pull them down, or you just go through the fabric. And if you have dark pants, no they, one's going to see them. I would say they probably pee their pants, and then at halftime, they change clothes. Can you imagine, like, if you're a lineman, and you're up against some dude, and you're just like, no, you're not going to smell the pee. You know how much they sweat?
1: What the- Did you just piss yourself? Yeah, sorry, man. I had to go. No, what, dude. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you smell it because their body odor is probably so bad oh, already from all the sweat. Those oh, are yeah. three hundred and fifty pound men that are dripping sweat. So I don't think a little pee is really going to make a difference. When I played football
0: in high school, we had these like you've never peed your five, pants. No, we never did that. Mm-mm. I never. It, whenever it comes to crunch time, like if it's playing football, if it's playing music on stage, whatever. Sometimes I'll have to go right before we hit the stage. Right before the game starts. And I just hold it. I don't even think about it for an hour and a half. And then right when I get off the stage, I'm just like, oh, shoot, I got to go to the restroom. I got to go bad.
1: My trainer in high school uh, for cross country, this guy that just volunteered his time and would show up at our practices and train us like he was like a real runner and he just wanted, and like ours was a basketball coach, didn't know what he was doing. We'd go on these long runs and I'd have to pee. And he'd be like, real runners just pee in their While pants. While you're running. Yeah. And I'm like, but nah. you can't.
0: Can you physically just pee while you're running?
1: Yeah, like, you can just let it go. Yeah, like, because you can hold it while you're running, so you just let it go. It's just like you don't try to stop it. And I was like, no, we can stop. And he goes, I mean, I'm just telling you, like, in a race, like real runners just pee on themselves. I was like, well, I guess I'm not a real runner then, because I'm gonna go over here to this tree and I'll be back. I mean, you can add the 30 seconds to my time, whatever.
0: Did he expect you to be like, oh, okay, well, real runners, like, he just wanted you to win the, he wanted you to win the race. Yeah, but I, deep inside, he wasn't just saying, Hey, I'm just telling you, that's what they do. He's right. tell- No,
1: he really was telling me to pee my pants, is what I think he was telling me. <laughs> what a joke. And I did not pee my pants. Like, I just didn't. Good. Do it. Good
0: for you. Like, I mean. Freaking high school. Was it high school? High school. High school, cross country. Get out
1: of here. No, I mean, we're going to not- go pee on a tree. Yeah, well, I mean, I, if it was a real race, I would have peed my pants. But this was just like we were on a training run. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're trying to win the race, you got to pee. You got to do it.
0: That's crazy, dude, that the, this guy, Booger McFarlane, peed in his pants while sitting on the bench.
1: I guess all football players
0: do it. I guess so. I mean, so. NBA
1: players obviously don't. They run to the, the locker room. Well, you can't
0: pee on the court, it'll just right. drip all over That's the place. That's what I'm saying.
1: So, football <laughs>
0: players. Hockey players probably can't because there's a white ice. You'll see. You'll see if somebody peed.
1: Ooh, I wonder if hockey players pee their pants because mm-hmm. that. That's all. It's cold. <laughs> yes, yes, it's cold. Have you ever met a hockey player? Like you ever talked to one? Yeah, I think like in the minor leagues, the okay. ice bats, but nothing. you
0: never met a uh, Nashville Predator?
1: No, never met a Nashville Predator.
0: I'd love to get one of those dudes in, just ask them all sorts of questions. I don't know much about hockey or their lifestyle. They're the like,
1: toughest people ever. Oh, I, I mean, they they knock teeth out and they don't care. No, they break bones and they keep playing. Yeah. And speaking of breaking bones, Weber State, in small school. This quarterback broke his, I mean, nasty leg. I mean, broke it. He told the trainer, tape it up. I'm going back in. Dang. Like, dude, okay. Like, there's being macho and there's being stupid. I understand, like, you want to be there for your teammates. But let's be real. You're at Weber State. Mm -hmm. You're not in the Super Bowl. You're not at Alabama trying to win a national title. You're at Weber State in the regular season. And you bust up your leg and you say, tape it up. I'm going back in. Calm down, dude. How big was this game? It's just was this, it Weber
0: versus McAllister
1: I mean I don't know who Weber State was playing <laughs> but I mean
0: but but hold on so so but wouldn't you see like Tua saying or Sabin or anyone if Tua broke his leg they would be like shut up Tua sit down you're not going back in we're not taping crap like it doesn't matter like we need you for the next whatever. I don't. Would they make him play on a broken leg? Would no, they encourage no. tape your leg up? This—that's that's what I'm saying. Like, even—even even if this was the Super Bowl, they wouldn't even let him do that. Oh,
1: I—I I don't think they would. I mean, unless you watch Friday Night Lights, or what, wasn't that what it's called? Uh, I'm thinking it wasn't Friday Night Lights. Uh, no, no, no. It was. Uh, uh, go pack, go pack, Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues. Varsity blues. Yes. Don't, that needle didn't go anywhere near his knee. Yes. And like the coaches encourage, I I bet you there's some places where they encourage you like, hey, just numb it up. Let's go. You got to go. We got, we need you. Absolutely.
0: That was a good movie. That's a great movie. Varsity Blues. Yeah. That's the original Friday Night Lights to me. I think Friday Night Lights was out before it.
1: Was it? I would guess. I don't know though, but Johnny Moxon, star quarterback. Come get a picture. Johnny Moxon. You know where that's at? Top notch in Austin, right there on Burnett Road. Best, is that right? Best burgers in Austin, let me tell you. Make sure when you go in, though, you order the bun, toasted on both sides. Whew. So good. I mean, that's, that's yes. that's that, a, that, that top notch is also in Dazed and Confused. Right. When they roll in, when
0: they're cruising and they roll in and he sees the redhead, like, I love those redheads.
1: Hey.
0: Like, that's top notch right there. Yes. I, I ditched those two geeks here with and come with me, man, but that's all right.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love. I'm it. looking up movies see which one came out first. I
0: love those high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, Friday Night did. Lights,
1: the movie came out in. Say,
0: man, you got a joint?
1: 2004.
0: It'd be a lot cooler if you did.
1: And when they. My favorite part is when they're driving around. Hey, bowling ball. Should I throw the bowling ball? Get the bowling ball. Get the bowling get ball. Get the bowling ball. Do, do it. it. Do, it. Get the do, ball. do it. Do it. And then. And then, boom, he pulls the gun. He goes. Dude, just pay the beer. I paid for the beer, dude. I paid for the
0: beer, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Give him the beer back, dude. Hey, just pay for the beer. I I paid for the beer. Uh I love that freaking movie.
1: Varsity Blues came out in 1999. Okay, so it was right after? Yeah, that's crazy. 98, 99? 99? No, 2004 was Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, so Varsity Blues was earlier.
0: Such a good movie. Yeah, but I I think Friday Night Lights was a book. Cause I, I yeah, was remember maybe my brother reading that in high school yep. or something. It's a true story. Yeah, yeah. Dude, have you ever been down there, like uh, no. Mid- Midland, Odessa? No, never been around. There's nothing way. there. There's yeah. really nothing there except football.
1: No, I don't get out there that much. Yeah, it's it's oil oil country. Yeah, well I yeah, I got that from the uh the movie? from the movie. And the book. <laughs> I read the book. Is it good? It's a good book. Is that one of those things you're a
0: big reader, right, Lunchbox? So like, is that a thing where the book's always better than always, the movie? Always always? Always Is because there not one movie that you've seen and like, ooh, you know what? I like that a little better than the book.
1: Not that I can think of. And, and and the reason is because in the book they can go into so much more detail and background and you can learn so much more. In a movie, they only have two hours to fit everything in. In a book, they got 300, 350 pages to go into details about what it is, what's going on, things like that. So the movie is never going to live up to the book. I just don't think it can happen.
0: Have you been reading your whole life? Like, were you a reader as a kid? Oh, God, no. So why do you read all of a sudden?
1: uh, I thought reading was for dorks. Yeah. Like, I mean, big dorks. It is. My sister read all the time we were kids. I was like, dork, come on like go get a go get some friends and like yeah. play baseball or something go do something but she did have friends but she just read books she was really smart and that's why she went to college and graduated all them honor rolls and crap and became a nurse cuz she's a genius <laughs> but and it was crazy because she would always do homework i never did homework right. it was just really different but i never thought reading I, I never read i remember reading a little bit when i was a kid like i read maniac mcgee um and a couple other books. and I was like, man, this is terrible. It took me like two years to read Maniac McGee, and it's a really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And uh I Andrew Luck,
0: yeah. he has
1: a book club. If you go, he look. does. Yeah, he's a and, nerd, right? Oh, he's a big nerd. Yeah. Uh, he on his website, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck Book Club. He does one book a month. And it's one for adults and one for kids. And one of his books. Are you part of Andrew Luck Book Club? No, no. I go to the website to see what books they're reading just to see if I read. Well, then you re- should just join. Well, the problem is I have a book I want to read. And if it's not on that list, if it's that, that's oh, not the book of the month. you're forced to read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and he, he reads some. I only read nonfiction and some of his were fiction. You like true stories. Yeah. Now, I used to read fiction, but... So anyway... You're such a nerd, by the way. Andrew Luck's book club, Maniac McGee is on there. Oh, shut up! Yeah, that's why I was like, oh my gosh, man, McGee. And that's was, your first one, so that was, I was like, that is so cool. So anyway, the reason I started reading, I guess I was in college, and I had a history professor that he assigned us uh, The Things They Carried. It's a book, and it was phenomenal. Sounds familiar. Phenomenal. And I was like, this... It captivated me, like it was just a great book. And then there was a guy on Oprah, his name was Dave Peltzer, and he was like the, in the history of California, the third worst child abuse case in the history of California, is what they said. And so he was on there um, talking about his life, and he had written a book, A Child Called It. And I was working at Sam's Club at that time, and I was, I had to cover, they have a tobacco section counter, and I was covering someone while they were on lunch, like I was standing at the tobacco counter. No one was coming to it, and there, that book just happened to be sitting there. And I picked it up and started reading it while I was supposed to be working, and I read five five chapters while I was just sitting there. Dang
0: it, the and tobacco so, counter.
1: So I bought the book after work, and I read the book in one night. It was so amazing. Really? And then he had another book called The Lost Boy. I think that's what it was. A child called it The Lost Boy. And I read that one. And then he had one called A Man Named Dave like when he was an adult. And I read that one. And then from then on, I just kind of started reading. So you're saying a book can be a
0: page turner where you're just like, oh, I can't stop. Absolutely. Next, I can't stop.
1: Yeah. When you don't want to go to sleep, you don't. all you think about is getting home and finishing that book. Really? Oh.
0: I've never experienced that in my life. Then you're not reading good books. Well, yeah. I don't really read. I just don't read. I'll tell you what happens to me when I read. I start reading, and then my mind goes to something else, and then I'm still reading. Like, my, my eyes will move, and I'll still read, but I'm not retaining the information. I'll literally go through two pages and be like, I don't even know what I'm reading. I got to go back. That's crazy. Yeah, my mind just does that. My mind will go somewhere else while my eyes are still reading the words, and my even my mouth will be moving to the words. It's nuts, and I'll just be like, I can't read. I don't, I don't understand.
1: But what do you read? You must read crap cuz there are uh, so much there's so much great so many good books out there. The
0: last real book that I read was a Bob Dylan biography. The last Boring. last last book I really read. Okay. Oh no, that's not true. Bobby Bones. I mean
1: I, I, I read one about Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. Oh my god. Awesome, right? Well,
0: cuz po- what, what you talk about heroin and stuff?
1: Well, yes. I mean, after a while I was just like, "Okay, I got it. You shot up heroin and I mean, that was his day every single Oof. day." And it was just like, okay. Like, it was interesting. I, I can't believe he's still alive. Yeah. I cannot believe he's still alive. Like after But, reading. Coach, that...
0: along with stories like that, if you're going to read about Anthony Kiedis, who's the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. And
1: speaking of Anthony Kiedis, did you know he got kicked out of the Lakers game Saturday night? No! Yeah. Well, did after... he get in the fight, too? After the fight, Chris Paul's getting let off the court. He's cussing at him and gave him the bird. Kiedis, they out of got here. got him out? That happened to Jimmy Buffett at a Miami Heat game. How like, awesome by... is that? Anthony Keatis got kicked out of the game because he was John at Chris Paul. That's freaking awesome. Then reports are Chris Paul's wife and Rajon Rondo's girlfriend. They spit on each other and hit each other. Got into it in the stands. Woo! Girl so fight, talking about I didn't there was no video. I wish there would have been video because that is awesome. Do you like girl fights better than guy Absolutely. fights? Absolutely. Why? Here we go. Why? Man, there was one time. Go ahead. Well, because I mean, sometimes the boobies <laughs> pop out. In middle school, these two girls were fighting. No, no, we're not talking about a middle school fight where boobs came out. We're yes, not doing I was that. In no, we're not. That's fine. Keep that in your I mind. I was in middle school. Oh my and God. these two girls were fighting right there on the stairs going up to the sixth grade hall. Oh, hole, my goodness. And one girl ripped her shirt and boob out, and it was like, whoa i'm not gonna lie and tell you that we didn't look forward to those fights
0: because it would happen i'm not gonna do that but (laughs) as grown men right now talking about those times i don't feel comfortable Uh,
1: another middle school girl fight here we go dana and brooke best friends they were best friends and all of a sudden they get in a fight in the courtyard and dana took brooke's head and hit it against the tree were they like gangbangers no regular chicks regular chicks (laughs) brooke lived in my neighborhood her house that's where i got my first french kiss what up thank you dude
0: thanks yeah. for filling us in on that
1: yeah spin the uh, it wasn't spin the bottle truth or dare truth or dare Truth or dare. and yeah. you went dare i went dare and jackson said i dare you to french kiss kelly uh and i oh. was and i was like okay I was, this is the summer after my fifth grade year you know what i mean like i'm i'm pimping early uh and jackson goes this is how you do it and he grabs brooke by the face and just starts mugging down with her i was like all right here we go and i uh, got my tongue all up in there Hey, I'm happy for you. It was awesome. That's where it all started. Yeah, that's where now it all look at started. You. Look at me now. What, 800 chicks later? Oh, dude, I made out with more than 800 chicks. More than 800? Oh,
0: goodness, dude. So you, you probably got all sorts of mouth diseases. No,
1: no, I don't have any diseases, but I I was a make-out bandit at the bars. I mean, that's just that's how I did it. Like, make-out I, bandit? Yeah. I would go, like, my roommate and I, uh, we would set a goal. Like, how many girls are we going to try to make out with tonight? That's, we, that's savage. And we'd say, okay, five. So we'd go to a bar, and we make out a chick all right, next bar, because it's going to be hard to make out with another chick at that bar because that 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 chick's going to be standing right there. So you go, all right. Oh, that's sweet of you guys. Yeah. So we go to the next bar. But what you would do is you would tell them all, hey, this is the bar we're going to be at at 1.30 because the bar's closed at 2. And you send them all to that one bar. And then at the end of the night, you decide, okay, which one am I going to was the best?
0: What do you mean? What are you going to what? Take home. And do what?
1: Just hang out, talk, watch movies, (laughs) you
0: know? um at two in the morning wait 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 so they'd all show up and it'd, well, be, it'd be like the bachelor well, like where they're all basic, there
1: but not always not always some of, like say a night we made out with five and only three would show up okay then it's down to three and four. then what happens to the other two when you pick one you just act like you're and then they're out of luck That's so you, you leave
0: with the chick like the bachelor and the other two just sit there being like well that sucked
1: I mean, I don't know if they think it sucks. I mean, they're probably pretty drunk, too, and maybe they don't notice. I don't know, but that's how you play that's the game. Cold. That's cold. But my my old roommate, he he had a problem of settling. The first girl he met that night, he was like, all right, this is the one I'm with. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Nah, we got you got to play the game, yeah, man. We got all night. There's other bars. There's other girls. Or, but he would just settle, and sometimes they were, they were not cute. I was like, dude, you can do better than that, but he didn't listen to me.
0: Coach, you want to talk about game one of the World Series?
1: Absolutely, I do. I can't wait. I mean— I I just think the Red Sox are so much better than the Dodgers. Just hitting offensively, I, I don't know how the Dodgers are going to stay with them because I thought the Astros were amazing and the Red Sox just they they, they just hit with two outs and they just they're 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 at bats. They take pitches. They they know what they're doing. They move the runners up. But Kershaw goes tonight. And that's the only pitching matchup I think that the Dodgers have the advantage is Kershaw. And Sale? And the, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so what what do you do next? What what but I don't know about the Red Sox starting pitching because David Price Sale, they're not that great. Hmm. But, but I, their batting is legit. Their hitting is so awesome. And Chris Sale's been sick. He's been in the hospital. Yeah,
0: belly button ring infection. Well,
1: That was fake. (laughs) I heard. I heard. But when it came out... That's
0: so funny that he did that, though.
1: See, that is what I like, is when you mess with the media. Because Chris Sale over the weekend, he he said that he got an infection from (laughs) taking in and out his belly button ring. And that's what caused him to be in the hospital, and everybody ran with it. And I was just like, who knew belly button rings were still a thing, A and on a guy, guy on a dude. second of all okay i don't know chris sale i don't
0: know anything about him but i just that the fact that he did that makes me love the dude like i want to be his friend that's my kind of humor and another thing it shows us is that we only learn what we hear i mean really if he would have stuck with i got an infection from my belly button ring we all would have ate it up and then two weeks from now we would have been like well chris sale has a belly button ring that mm-hmm. is what it
1: is and we eat it up yes we would be looking for pictures with him with his shirt off so we could see the belly button. I and, love it. Yes. There was a – I don't know who I – I read this story a couple weeks ago. There was a guy that got traded to a playoff team, right, before the – in the regular season. So he, the, the, he was – Locker's next to this other guy, and he said he told the other guy he didn't speak English. So the whole time – Oh, great. So the whole for – for like a month and a half of the season, this guy that got <laughs> traded to the team was going through a translator to talk to this guy. And once they clinched and made the playoffs, he went up and he goes, oh, by the way, I speak English. Dude. I love it. I love it. But you know, but a lot the of these whole, guys are Dominican. The or whole like, team was in on it. The press was in on it. Everybody was in on it. Like, that is so funny that he can go. He, he did it for a month and a half. That well is played. so
0: impressive. Well played. You know, all these athletes, they really think the media is a joke. Like... It's it's fun. It's a game to them, really. It's a game because there's nothing serious about it. There's nothing serious even about us and our opinions and what we think about sports. We're just saying what we think, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. We, we literally just come out here and scream things that we think. We really have no clue. And the players, they have a field day with it. Like they love it.
1: Yeah. Oh, because well, sometimes they're annoyed by the media because they have to answer questions and they answer the same dumb questions over and over and over and over and over and over, and over every day.
0: Like, what's the funny thing Belichick said in his um
1: press conference? Uh, we're on to Cincinnati.
0: No, there was something else. We're on
1: to Cincinnati. Is that what he kept saying? We're on to Cincinnati.
0: No, there was something
1: else we're I heard. We're on to Cincinnati. Though.
0: Like they asked him like what did what did you think about something? And he was just like They scored.
1: Oh, <laughs> like, see, okay. It okay. was something like just matter right. of fact. And I love that. Like, oh, well, what do you think you did wrong on that play? We let him score. We let him score. (laughs) It's so true. Like, like he's sort of like Popovich. Like, when they ask dumb questions, they get a dumb answer. Like, so what happened on that play when they dunked it? We didn't play defense. It's a double-edged
0: sword because the media needs a story every night. Every night. Like, every night that reporter needs a story. He doesn't know what it's going to be. He needs to focus on something. He needs something, and he's got to ask stupid questions. They have to ask stupid questions. And... When they get Popovich or Belichick, God be with them. Like, it sucks.
1: I feel like back in the day, the media was a little bit... It was a little better with the players. They had a better relationship. What do you mean
0: back in the day? Give me like a time
1: frame. Before uh, the 24-hour news cycle. Like the 90s. So the 80s or 90s? 90s. Because like after games, you know, they'd have their interviews, but then they'd go have dinner together, go have drinks together. Now, I feel like a lot of the media is out to... Try to make a story to try to catch them in something, and so the players aren't as trusting. Maybe they have certain guys they trust.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there there are more media outlets now with social media. Oh my, a- anyone that has a blog. A, every, oh, anybody that has a Twitter. Look at us. Anyone that has a podcast. You see someone in sudden, public.
1: You're gonna. Oh my gosh, I saw him drinking beers. So they have to do it a lot more carefully. Right. It used to be. I feel like Charles Barkley would probably go drink. With the the press, yeah. Who was the Muhammad Ali guy?
0: Um, Howard Cosell, like yes. best best buds, hang out, exactly. go on vacations together.
1: That's what I mean. So I I, I get it. I, it's hard to be in the media, and I don't know how you cover a team all year round, just asking the same questions over and over. But so who wins tonight? Red Sox. Red Sox. I, I the Dodgers will be lucky to get a game. They this this is not going more than five games. The World Series is not. I mean, if you can bet, Eddie. On your little website.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, but go ahead.
1: Bet five games. That's the max it's going.
0: Five? That's it. Oh, if that's a bet, how long's the series going to go? Five mm-hmm. games max. Yeah. Smart. I'll look for that bet.
1: Yeah, because that's, uh, I mean, that's it. And uh, Jason Garrett on his weekly radio interview said, why did we? He's 24 years old, giving up a first round pick for Amari Cooper. The value for a player like that at his age, that's really what it costs you, a first round pick. Hmm. You buy that? No.
0: I mean, I don't really. I buy mean, that. I
1: buy it. I mean, I think I, you got to do it.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan, but not happy with it. Dude.
1: Yeah. What else you got? You got anything else for me? Um, what else? I, oh, yes, I have
0: a question for you from Twitter. Let me pull this up. Um, this is from Taylor Dial. He says, "Who do you think will have a longer career, Patrick Mahomes or Baker Mayfield?" Oh, that's easy.
1: It's not easy. It is easy. What's easy about it? Patrick Mahomes. Really? Yes. Why? Why? Why?
0: Because he's just meant to be an athlete. I feel like he has it all. He has everything. I I don't. I see him playing recklessly. Yes, but he's gonna learn that he can't do the things that he's doing right now. Uh, I see him being an, a long-term athlete. Baker Mayfield. A lot of hype at the beginning coming in. A lot of hype coming in. Mahomes. Not a lot of hype coming in for him. Baker Mayfield, he's hanging in, but no, he'll, it won't last.
1: Um, That's hard to say because I think they both look really good this year. I, I think I, I've been impressed with what I've seen from Patrick Mahomes, but I've also been impressed what I've seen from uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, the team, I mean, he has a swagger the team loves. Like the team rallies around Baker Mayfield and it really just depends on what they're surrounded with. You don't know, you can't predict injuries. Um, I think they both can be franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I, I really do. I think they both can be have career long careers and play a long time in this league. I mean, but barring injuries. You don't know about injuries. Pick one. The, I, I just said. <laughs> uh, what did I just say? I, I don't think you can predict that. I think Pick bo- one. I think they're both going to be 10-year veterans in this Pick league. Pick
0: one. Pick one to go eleven.
1: Both of them. No, one. One. Come on. Let's go. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. All right. I say my homes.
0: All right. That's it. Follow us on Twitter, Sore Loser Show. On Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Ray, we miss you if you're listening, dude. Maybe you can be on the show tomorrow or the next day or whatever, but we miss you today. Hey,
1: I may not be here tomorrow.
0: Hey, really?
1: Yeah. Because I'm gonna be a billionaire tonight.
0: Oh my god, here we go. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. No, I'm really am. All right. Hey, lunch. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: All right. If you don't see me, it's because I'm on an island because I'm a billionaire.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to Sore Loser Show. Goodbye. <laughs>